0: Hey, it's Margot Tanto here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. everyone. I'm so glad you're here in this sunny windowsill. If you have not been here before, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you have, welcome back. I'm really glad to see you. Today I am joined by just an amazingly talented, generous, colorful artist, Lynn Ginta. Lynn has been working as a lettering artist at Hallmark Cards for 37 years, and along the way, she's discovered a fascination for cutting letters out by hand, most particularly kind and positive words. Lynn is always drawn to positive phrases, and she never gets tired of seeing messages come to life. She indeed uses powerful words, upbeat, beautiful, strong colors, and we talk about how interesting it is to have something come to life from just a piece of colored paper, how the magic and the scraps and the unexpected bits left behind just add to the creativity and bring that many more ideas. We talk about a lot of great things, just inspiration, what that looks like and how you can't wait for it to hit. You have to just do it and how being supported by our peers and our friends can take us just so much further. This is a wonderful, generous conversation with Lynn, and I think you will find so, so many tidbits. Come listen and grab some delight and some colorful words and some great positive energy from Lynn. She has just been putting such great art into the world for quite a while now, and we are lucky to share this time with her. One of the things I wanted to start to mention is starting in the new year, we are going to finally be getting to the long awaited windowsill workshops. We are launching it at the end of January and the first teacher will be Bethany from Bonanza Design. So hop over to my link in the bio at my Instagram or sign up at TantowStudio.com to be on the waiting list for windowsill workshops. So Lynn, thank you so much for being here with me today. I just have been a fan of your art, I think, before I even knew who you were because, you know, Hallmark and Hallmark cards and a strong, I'm a fan of a strong graphic. So tell us a little bit about, about how you got where you are and if that was always your path.
1: Um, No, it was not always my path. And that is my
0: favorite answer, by the way. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, I have found I thought I was super unique that I did not think I was going to be an artist when I grew up. But it turns out there's just a lot of people that have felt that way. And I feel like I have kind of just fumbled my way along and I've been really lucky that doors have opened. What happened for me was I had the great good fortune to grow up in a crafty, creative family. My mom was a school teacher; Um, She was the Girl Scout leader. My dad's an engineer. Uh, my sister's creative. And so that was what we did. We made things all of the time, you know, and I just think that just taught me the love of creating something with your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite memories is that in the month of January, my mom would go buy all the half price craft kits from, you know, the love whatever that. craft stores. And we would sit around the whole month of January and we would make uh, Christmas crafts for the next year. Oh, and, you know, wow. so picture 1960s, um, bright pink and wow. rickrack and sequins and beads. And, you know, when you do those projects, you have a lot of stuff left over. And my mom had a drawer in her bedroom that she just put all that stuff in. And my sister and I called that the drawer of pretties, you know, we'd oh. open up that drawer and there would just be sequins and beads and bangles and sparkles. And I just to this day I can picture that in my mind, and I just get so excited thinking about the possibilities. It was just magical. So huh. I had that in me. I would I knew I really liked to make things, but I did not. I could not draw people or animals, and mm-hmm. I also really didn't. I still do not like to paint. Painting makes me very nervous, and so anytime I got anywhere near taking an art class. I just, I wasn't comfortable and I didn't do it. So I went all the way through high school with ever, never taking an art class and wow, got into college. And um, I'm one of those people that had a one person a one teacher that really changed the trajectory of my life. Um, And I've, I know I sent many letters to her afterwards, thanking her so much, but I just sort of um, by chance stumbled into a a basic design class.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: um, this was my sophomore year in college. And I, the teacher was a calligrapher. Her name was Marilyn Holsinger, who had just moved from the Northwest. And so she was brand new and just starting teaching calligraphy. And she said, I think you have a good eye. I think you should keep taking graphic design classes. And so, i listened and said okay i'll take some more graphic design so um took her calligraphy class the next semester and it was like a light bulb went off over my head i, I realized oh my gosh i love the art of making words and uh-huh. the infinite possibilities that there are with those just 26 letters of the alphabet depending on what kind of style you put them in and what mm-hmm. words you're saying and how you arrange those words you know it, it's just like you said you love a good graphic design love a good graphic design. And if it has words and the words have an impact, that is just, I just realized this is what I want to do. I mm. love to do it. So I, I kept taking more of her classes and um, we, she ended up taking me to a calligraphy conference after I graduated from college. And I had enough lettering stuff in my portfolio that got my little foot in the door at Hallmark when they um, recruited because they had a, have a very strong lettering studio. Mm-hmm. And I feel like ever since that day, 37 years ago, I have been on this learning trajectory of just, um, I've met so many amazing people through Hallmark that have taught me all the things that I do now. And um, I I just, I'm always constantly learning a new skill. I still do not paint well, and I still do not draw animals or people very well, but (laughs) I've learned to figure out a voice of my own. Oh,
0: Oh my gosh. I just love, there's so many there's so many elements of that story that that I just make me smile and I can relate to in different ways. First of all the the drawer of pretties. What a fantastic magical delicious memory to go back to. Do you still have lots of those Christmas ornaments you and your sister or those crafts? Uh,
1: my mom does. <laughs> my mom, mom, still mom has yeah. quite a few of them. And and actually I divulged to you that I'm at my mom's house. I'm yeah. actually in her Barbie doll Sewing room, she makes Barbie doll clothes to this wow. day. Oh, wow. Um, So she still has quite a, a collection. We need her to come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, um, you, I can't show you visuals, but I can just describe to you that she's got bins and boxes of uh, beads and, and sequins and all kinds of pretties that she sews onto the Barbie doll clothes.
0: That is so cool. I am such a fan. We we were pulling out Christmas ornaments at my mom's, and those
1: old ones, those hand this.
0: Pan sound sequins and just the colors. Yeah. They didn't have to be Pantone 200, whatever it was. It didn't have to be a certain red or a certain green. They were, there's one, you know, pinky old velvet and old gold and bullion. And like you said, all the sequins and stuff. So what a great, what a great start. Gold is
1: good color. Yeah. Lots of gold. gold
0: is a good color for sure. And just to find that person that you were willing to listen to at that time, or spoke to you in the right way to say keep going on this, and I am um, I can totally relate with the with the lettering that was always, whenever I do, it's a letter or a word. Um, and I n- I didn't have that teacher. I didn't take it to a place where I thought it, I never thought it could be. I always felt like I couldn't be a professional artist unless I could draw it exactly the way it looked, the way I thought it should be. And I never thought I could like, yes, maybe it was when, what the style was at our time, you know, when we were growing up, but I didn't feel I was, I could get it. Perfect.
1: I, I just feel like, hello, somebody should have tapped me on the shoulder and said, here are some great graphic designers that you need to look into. Right? Because They're not illustrating, but they're doing some really awesome. I mean, composition and scale and color, all those design elements um, are, are. You're an artist when you do those.
0: Absolutely, and and just like you say, I mean, you take the alphabet and the the combinations and the way you can change one letter for lifelong. You can draw it differently every time. You can change it in so many ways. But but the thing too that I love about what you do is the words you choose to use. You're a wordsmith as well. You're a. It seems to me. That the message that those words are putting across is just as important as how they look.
1: You are absolutely 100% right. I was thinking about what inspires me, what kind of gets me going. And it's every time it's the words, it's positive, powerful word combinations that sometimes I, when I pick up a couple words, I maybe hear them listening to an audio or reading in a book or just overhearing somebody else's conversation. I stash them away either in my brain or I put them in my notes app, or I have pieces of paper all over my studio that I'll just jot things down. And I feel like I, I just keep a hold of them and I collect them and I I have them rolling around in the back of my head sometimes. And I'll just, I'll think about them for days a lot of times. And also the words that I'm gathering sometimes are messages that I'm personally thinking or feeling or wanting to say to a friend or thinking about a relationship or whatever. And I, don't ever say those words out loud to them, Mm -hmm. but it's like a, it's a private conversation that I'm having, I guess. And I'm, I'm, and what I'm really surprised about is I'm usually creating for myself, just what's, what's I'm feeling or what's making me happy. But then when I put them out there, it turns out a lot of other people will relate to them as well. And then they'll message me back and we'll have conversations about it. And that that's really rewarding.
0: That's such a great description of how to Put something out that feels private yet. And it's not necessarily staking a particular claim, but it's important and, and the, how it resonates obviously has been working really well for a long time. And I just think there's so much to be said for that.
1: I had been at Hallmark for a really long time and, um, you know, just really having great experiences and developing my voice there and What happened was I, um, my kids were getting older. I mean, they were into high school and then going off to college. And I kind of had this thought of, huh, I have a a little more time on my hands. And what am I going to do with that time? And I really started thinking that I wasn't really sure who I was as an artist outside of Hallmark. I I'd had Mm -hmm. such a, a really fulfilling career there and I'm working with so many great creative people. Um, but i didn't know what kind of work i created when somebody wasn't requesting it when mm. i was just doing it for myself That's so a great point Yeah. <laughs> so about that time was when i decided to i had a, a friend who said you know yeah i should start an instagram account and so i i started doing that and i started thinking well i would look at my Instagram kind of as my private, almost like my storefront as a, re- as a reflection of me. And I wanted to reflect who I was. And um, so I would start to create work and just put it out there and hope- hopefully it'd be a reflection of me. And the more I did it, the more I got into it, the more I realized, okay, it turns out what I really like are positive words. I wasn't really, I didn't set out to do that. I didn't tell myself that was who I was and what I wanted to do. I just always just am naturally really drawn to positive, hopeful mm. um, words. And so that that is, and the more I do it, that it's just, it's the more I live it and the more it just feels very natural. Every once in a while, I mean, I, I have a good negative day every once in a while too. And I have days where things don't go right. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll maybe have a thought of something that I'll jot down, something that is a little more negative and and think about making that into a piece of artwork, but I start to do, and it doesn't feel right. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like what I want to put out there at all. And Mm -hmm. so I won't end up doing it. Well, isn't it interesting
0: too? I feel like sometimes the negative, what's the positive to combat the negative? You know, I mean, we, we still hold it, but how do we take ourselves out of that? So sometimes it's that then the negative leads you to that positive and choosing what you put out there it helps everybody because often I'll see a quote and I'll think, Oh, that is exactly what I needed right now to shift my mindset. And so you, you do that. How long have you been collaging?
1: Well, that was another thing too, is that I wasn't, I was a pretty, just a hardcore graphic designer for a long period of time, even though I went through periods of fabric collage. And um, I remember making a piece at hallmark that used wire and beans and like i really like to make things three-dimensional kinds of collages as well Uh, but i had a situation where i needed to make a real piece of art as a giveaway Mm -hmm. and remember i don't paint so i wasn't going to paint anything and a friend and i started playing around with tissue paper and Mod podge and so i was came up with some pieces that i thought well this was really a lot of fun i really enjoyed doing this quite a lot and so I, I did that for like a couple years. And, and actually that was the thing that kind of got me a foot towards um, where I eventually ended up in my Etsy shop because Hallmark has this summer art fair every year called mm-hmm. Hallmark It. And um, so about that same time that I was trying to figure out who am I and what is my artist's voice, uh, somebody said, well, why don't you participate in Home Market? And I had never thought about that, about actually selling something. Like, oh and my so I gosh, my I'm f- going
0: to have to make something.
1: <laughs> so I gave myself a challenge. What could I make that people would actually want to buy? And so that first summer I did um, tissue paper collages and then I made prints out of them as well. And so that was kind of what got me in this mode of thinking about what could I make that people might want to buy at the same time I was doing my Instagram. And, um, so each year as that's progressed and I participated, I've tried to add one more thing to my shop. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. um, I did prints, I did real art. Then I, um, got my, my files printed at spoon flower onto fabric Mm -hmm. and I started doing some fabric pieces. And so that's just been really super exciting. And the thing that I loved about doing home market, is that working for a company and making things that people bought, I never saw that end part. I was always in at the beginning part. And then when you sit in a booth and you see people come in and you see them look at your pieces and maybe love something that you weren't all that excited about, but Mm -hmm. pass over the stuff that you thought was exciting, it's really interesting to see that part of it and to get to talk to people and and they're curious too about how did you make this um how did you do this so it's a different way of building up a creative community that i hadn't really realized would happen and so i have i really enjoyed doing that and then in 2020 because of covid hallmark said well we're not going to do home market live this year but we're going to do it virtually and I didn't have any way to sell my goods virtually. I didn't have an online store or website. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I realized, okay, maybe that means I need to do an Etsy shop. And so that was when I opened up my Etsy shop.
0: Oh, see those little pushes that we don't even realize are happening. Yeah. And, you know,
1: yeah, you know, I think I I feel like you're, career has taken lots of twists and turns. You've done lots of things. So I think you you must be really good at listening to the little voice inside your heart that tells you this is a leap, but I should take it. And I feel like that is something that I have as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I just think I've been lucky and fortunate that I've had so many good opportunities, but part of it is listening for them and then being willing to take a leap.
0: Yeah. Thanks for Thanks for noticing. Some people look at it as, "What are you doing now?" But I am big on listening to that voice. Um, when it's not aligned, I have trouble with that. I have trouble living with that part of me really not being aligned with create creative or or I don't know in, integral or whatever it is. And, and and some of it's learning. Like I I'd like to learn this thing. How can I do that? And it's been by trying, trying on something different. Thank you. And I think it's really important. I, I recommend it <laughs> if at all possible. Sometimes it's the scariest thing we can do, um, is to listen to that voice or, or give it, give it the value, uh, that well, it a big
1: part of that is getting out of your comfort zone. It's, and it's all about that. <laughs> I, I love my comfort zone and I can stay in there and be just so happy, but I have to make myself Get out of it sometimes, and maybe just in little, small ways, trying a different technique or different color palette. But then sometimes, actually taking a little bit more of a leap, like I'm going to speak in front of people or do something that yeah. is, feels really scary.
0: Well, I think showing up at selling your work, like hall market, you know, you for, you know you're showing next to to people you admire and are friends with and work next to and have coffee next to, you, but um, or have coffee with. But it's it's such it's such a different thing because your, your need to create something that somebody can buy. And it's not a project that you're one step of to get, you know, a card into a store or a product into a store. But it's really interesting, isn't it? When I can relate to that because I, when I, when I started selling my own work and I didn't have a rep doing it, I was standing there myself and people would come up and say something. And I'd, I'd sort of feel like they were talking to, Somebody behind me <laughs> there was nobody behind me. It was like, really? You think that? And but you're right. You get feedback that um, and ideas. It was so interesting, even if they didn't mean to be giving me an idea, like, like, oh, look at that color. Or can you do have you ever thought about doing this? I was like, no, never have, but my good watch this space, you know. And um, I think too to push to push ourselves to it's like a if you take a course. And there's a, an assignment or at work, you know, when there's an assignment. But I think when you're creating something to sell to other people, that's a big, that's a big one. You have to, you have to try it on all sorts of feelings around that. And I love that you try every year you, you've added something slightly different and now an Etsy store and your Etsy store is delicious. It's so rich and full of good things. I just was like, oh, my cart is
1: getting full. Thank you. That makes me feel so good. I mean, I, it makes me happy to see it. And I've had such positive feedback from people. I, I value so much when people take the time to email me and tell me either where their gift is going to, or, you know, whatever they think. That's another way of building a creative community that I've just realized, especially, I guess, because of COVID, how important that creative community is. And um, so it, any way to get it is, is such a positive thing.
0: Well, and that's an interesting point too because um, you know after 37 plus years at, at a job you that has been a wonderful creative place to be full of its own kind of drawer of magic and pretties um, and you've been able to stretch and learn and grow there because of projects and and you know just what's what's available um, sometimes it's tricky to know what am I gonna? What else do I want to do with this? Like, what else can I do? Um, because at, there might be some point you might want to not want to be there for fifty three years. You know, there might be a point where. But we don't stop being creative, and um, and I think to to try these things on really helps, and and to try new styles, and and that comes from it might come and lucky for you, you've you've been in a place where you can try that, and I think. Um, couple thoughts in my head. Certainly you've inspired a lot of artists or people in the world because your work is seen all over the place. You know, it's, it's your lettering is being, being a hallmark artist, um, you're known, whether it's you Lynn known or your style or things like that along the way, which is great. But what do you feel like
1: is next?
0: even if it's at work?
1: Oh, you know, that's a great question. Um, for me personally, for this year, I had a goal that I'm not for the year, but I just had told myself, I, I kind of want to think about illustrating a children's book. Ooh, okay. So I, I got that opportunity this year and I'm finishing up my second one. So that, that was exciting and something very oh, different I'm so excited. I had, <laughs> that I had never done before. And you know, that was illustrating. It was, it's lettering, but it's also illustrating. So I I do call myself maybe a little more of an illustrator now. Um, My biggest, probably strongest group of people that follow me on Instagram are teachers and art Mm -hmm. teachers. And so, and they ask questions about how I work. And they do some amazing projects with their kids. Mm -hmm. And I love, 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 love seeing that they send me pictures of what the kids do. A lot of times they're in foreign countries and they're in languages. I I don't understand how rewarding, but it, you know, they they're, they're picking their words and they're, they're choosing their mantra and cutting them out. And it's just, it's so fun to see. And that just has made me think more that for me personally, I'd like to figure out some classes. I think I'd like to do an online Mm -hmm. class and I don't know really how I'm going to do that or what that's going to look like, but just the fact that people are so eager to do it, they're already doing it on their own that maybe I could give some more tools or some more insights or just a project or some part of that, that would make it easier or more fun for them. Yeah. I think there's so much to be
0: said for that. I know as a, Chronic, to pick a word, course gatherer and collector. I usually, I love a new technique or just a new way of looking at something or somebody I admire, just like, what, what how do they figure that out? Not because it's like, I want to cut out a piece of paper like that. It's more tools for the toolbox that, yeah. and, and I, I, it's just so interesting to see how a thought process goes. And I was going to ask you, cause I, what my favorite medium to work in for myself is wire. And I cannot draw with a pen or a paintbrush or a pencil on a piece of paper, the thing I can draw if I'm doing it in wire. And I'm wondering if you cut out paper, if that gives you permission for, was, were your children's books collage? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so did, do you feel like you have a different, a style that you resonate with that allows you to create a creature or a Person or whatever it is, in a different way. That way,
1: yes, I, I think there was just somewhere along the way after I started doing the tissue paper collage, and then I have gotten more into doing. You know, with tissue paper, you have to do it on a hard medium like MDF board, and, and that gets a little tedious. Everything's really thick and big and heavy, so mm-hmm. I kind of have segued into doing real paper and sometimes mm-hmm. my own painted papers and pattern papers. And I, there, I am illustrating with my scissors. Is all I can say yeah. when I, 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 I don't ever hardly ever have a rough already figured out that I'm placing over the paper and cutting out I'm almost always just picking up the paper and cutting it out because that is definitely where the magic happens and you know just exactly the same thing's with your wire if you the times that my I'm not happy with my work is when I've already thought too many steps ahead and I'm picturing how I think it should be I've cut out the journey, the part that is actually really a lot of fun where all the discovery and the magic happens. Mm. So I tried very hard not to do that. It does happen. And there's times when I get finished with something and I just do not like it. If I can slow myself down to be in the moment of the creating part, really letting my scissors and my, and sometimes I feel like my brain just actually kind of floats away for a little bit and mm-hmm. I, it's just me and my scissors cutting away. That is when I'm going to do the really great stuff. And, um, I, I, I don't know if this would happen with wire or not, but with me, with scissors, when I'm cutting, sometimes the pieces that fall away, the scraps are what mm. have some uh, magic to them. You know, that it's that positive, negative thing. So I might <sighs> have, a, have a piece of paper that I'm cutting a letter out of, the letter falls away and I look at the shape left over and I'm like, oh, well, that actually is very, very exciting. And so I end up keeping that. I actually keep all my scraps, not all, but oh I keep a lot gosh. of scraps, of course, and a big pasta um, to use at another point. Yeah. But sometimes that you know that can be the real, the pe- the part of it is just that part that is you didn't you weren't necessarily cutting out. I actually had this thought at one point, and, and I don't know if I've thought about it recently. Lee, but at one point, I, p- I thought about that when I pick up a piece of paper, all those letters and shapes are already in the paper, just waiting for me to cut them out. That sounds a little. <laughs> a
0: little no, well, it's kind of like a sculptor. You know, it's it, when I I always thought like, how on earth does that happen? Where you cut, you can see something in stone, but. It, it's It's really not that different with a piece of paper yeah. it's it's a surface, and you go in and create a shape out of that surface. And I love what you said about because as humans, and particularly if we have a deadline or you know whatever, we're thinking to the end or we're just thinking to the end anyway. But if you can just take yourself away from that and be in the moment and in the process, what happens is that's where the magic is. I
1: love that so yeah. much. Yeah. The, that- the, the, the biggest barrier for me is if I tell myself, this has got to be an awesome piece. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hard. I bet that bowl of scraps is magical. <laughs> I have actually probably boxes and bowls. I, yeah. every once in a while, You just got to like, whoosh it all the way into the recycling bin because it can get overwhelming. But um, that's, I, I like looking through them.
0: Oh, that's so cool. What are you working on now? That's, that's exciting and inspiring you?
1: Um, I'm, I'm just finishing up this second children's book that, uh, I've just been really fortunate that it landed in my lap and it's, it has been a lot of fun. It's been a great experience. Um, so I, I I would probably want to do more in the future. I think
0: that's exciting. Um, That does that have a name that one or either of them?
1: Well, they do, but I don't know what I'm allowed to say, what I'm not allowed to say. Oh, they're not out yet. So when they're out. no, 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 they're not out yet. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, obviously they're not out. You're still working out, but they're not. Mm -hmm. So when we know, we will, we'll come share that. We'll come share that. Okay,
1: That That sounds awesome. That sounds, they they fit my brand of positivity. I'll just say that. Oh, I love that so much. That's
0: (laughs) so good. I love that. I think what kiddo doesn't need that? What adult doesn't need that? Yeah. I love that. That's... I'm glad you're doing that. Have you ever done any animation work or has anybody, has that ever happened as a Hallmark project?
1: I um, tried to learn a little bit at a previous point in my career and I didn't get into it enough to really learn it. So no, I haven't ever done that. I mean, I think that I also think about murals, you know, something mm-hmm. I've worked. I, and especially during COVID, I've actually been working smaller and smaller. I have this little like four by six sizes, of piece of paper that I've been making collages on And sometimes I think maybe what I need to do is actually do the opposite. I need to do something really big, like take a whole wall in my house or someplace and just do something really huge. I have never done a huge, big collage before, so I I don't even know how you would do that, but it's kind of intriguing. There's a good assignment for yourself.
0: Just (laughs) just try it. It, I mean, first of all, positive words would be fantastic on a wall. Who doesn't need that? And it would be really fun to try a big collage just to see what would happen.
1: Yeah. I got to get some big paper and some, some big glue sticks. <laughs>
0: so are you still working from home? Or are people back?
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still working from home. Um, and, you know, everybody in creative is, is working in their home studios.
0: Yeah. That must, what a, what a switch from, from having such, you know, side-by-side peer support to, I mean, for all of us, but I think, especially think of it, I have thought of it often as it, as it refers to homework.
1: Yeah, creative studio is that's one of the powerful strengths of it is the people and the energy that they get collaborating. So people have been really good about trying to figure out other ways to do that and still collaborate. I just the thing that I miss just in general and I've had to tap into my friends more for this is just that when somebody will walk by your booth and say, Oh, I love that that looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, or that, that lo- I love that little piece over there or i I, I like this one better than that one. Mm-hmm. i I love that kind of feedback on my work and um, it's harder to get that now. yeah, I th- there's nothing like
0: collaborating and i I think of I don't know if if you all know, but i I did work. I uh, was lucky enough to work at Hallmark um, for a handful of years and we collaborating, creative collaborating is what it's all about there. And we would be in a room and, and I remember putting, you know, all those times that you put so many things up on the board and you're, you're working together to make that thing the best it can be, or, or, you know, take it to a place you might not have thought of on your own. And, and I think, you know, we will come out of, or I don't know if we'll come out of this, but we will on evolve our collaboration into, into other ways of doing that, that we hadn't thought about. So I appreciate that. And you might not have an Etsy store if it hadn't been for.
1: Exactly. All those little twists and turns that it's, I, I look at all the positive ways that things have come out. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Do you and your mom collaborate on any projects?
1: Um, we haven't really, except for she was, she had two hip operations and, um, after one of them she was convalescing and it was fourth of July and she helped me out by going through a bunch of catalogs and cutting out just a bunch of blue pieces white pieces and red mm. pieces and I don't usually collage with magazines but or not or catalogs it was catalogs and so but then I just used those pieces to make a collage out of and it was fun I mean y- you know yeah uh, and and she still she loves to make things and I love to yeah. make things too
0: might sounds like our moms will get along.
1: <laughs> Probably if we were in two different parts of the country, which uh, hello, we can still have a conversation even though Exactly. Uh, we'll get
0: together it. and and make some Christmas things in January with our mamas. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be fun. It would be fun. Oh gosh. Well, I've just loved hearing a, a little bit more about you. Um, I do love asking every time who's inspiring you these days.
1: So I have been thinking on that. And I have three people that I think are inspirations for three different parts of my life. And perfect. Um, so the first one I'm gonna say is my friend Terry Runyon, who mm. I don't know if you knew her from back at Hallmark or not. Such
0: a creative, mm, delicious, powerhouse. amazing powerhouse. I there's nothing I see of Terry's that I just don't love.
1: Exactly. She, she can do it just all like and, you. Nothing well, I see of yours that I don't she just, she has, yes. If so good. Your listeners have not gone to Terry's um, Instagram. They need to go, especially. If go now. Like
0: the notes will be in the show notes for sure. That's her dogs.
1: Um, she just creates such great characters, mm-hmm. but, um, and, and that inspires me, but actually it's more Terry, the entrepreneur and the um, person that she is, that inspires me. So we met at Hallmark and uh, she was, you know, actually we just met in the visual studios and we got to be friends and there was several of us in our friendship group and terry has a very high work ethic and she would a lot of times want to go create something over lunch just to just to mm. keep creating mm. and she would come by my booth and say "Hey, come on you know come, come join me let's um we're gonna do some lunchtime art and for a f- period of time i just i would say i'm too busy i like to read a book over lunch i've got too much work to do and those are all excuses that sound like I'm avoiding an exercise program because that's what it felt like. <laughs> uh-huh. And I got to a point where I hated hearing those negative words come out of my mouth. I, I didn't like it. And so I finally just said, okay, I'm going to wow. do it. Wow. So I started literally showing up at the table and, and plus she's great fun. We had, you know, just the best fun sitting there and creating, and I would go without an idea at all, but just with a handful of paper and sit and create in you know, 20 or 30 minutes, what can you make in 30 minutes uh, or less? So okay. good. And, you know, it was it it was such a learning experience because what it really it taught me about inspiration and getting ideas. And I try to when I'm talking with students, I try to tell them this is that you you really can't wait for inspiration to hit. You can't wait Mm -hmm. to say, I want to I got to wait for my idea before I'm going to sit down and create. You sit down and you start to create. And then that's when your ideas hit you. And that what I learned from that is I got so much more going along with the correlation with the exercise program. I got so much stronger with my creative muscles. I got so much more limber with my creative muscles that I felt like I could pretty much do anything. And of course I created a lot of stuff that was not so great. I, I, but if you create a lot of stuff, it's okay that you created mediocre stuff along the way. It doesn't matter because you're not always putting that pressure on yourself that this thing has to be the best thing. I have to love this thing that I'm creating.
0: Mm, um, that's and, such a good message. I, I really, so I'm going to stop you for a second because I, I sure. just think that it that what you said about having to sometimes it's mediocre if we had to get to that point where we thought everything was perfect like I was talking about before which stopped me only for a minute um, we would never get anywhere right it's it's just the process it's the process in that doing that 30, first of all, saying yes to doing it was, is a big enough leap. And then giving yourself 20 or 30 minutes, I'm sure you came up with things that just inspired all sorts of other pieces of work.
1: Yeah. Just because of being there and making, and, you know, such a big part about being creative is confidence. And I think just like anything, you do your 10,000 hours of, of practice in a sport, a music, cooking, whatever it is you're gonna get better at it and you're gonna mm-hmm. get more confident at it. And you know, you won't be perfect at it, but that confidence really can carry you through so, so much. I agree. I agree. So that so then the other thing that Terry, um so so then she retired and you know COVID hit and so during COVID we would still have art meetups over Zoom. And now every once in a while we try to meet at a coffee shop and we'll just bring our packets of stuff and we'll sit and we'll wow. chat and we'll create art and she has this uh phase that she describes as the i hate it phase and so i just i think about this often because i you would never think looking at her work that no. she goes through an i hate it" phase but we both do and we both do it while we're sitting there and working and one of us will say oh well this isn't turning out how i want it to be and the other one will say well that's because you're in the i hate it phase and you know then the nice. other one will say oh, i've just ruined this what am i going to do next and so basically, it's just you have to have that confidence and that strength to get yourself through that phase, because it, it happens almost every single time mm-hmm. where I, I start to flag in my enthusiasm with what I'm working on. And I think I'm not sure I like this. I'm not sure it's any good. And um, if you have good, strong, creative muscles, you can power your way through it and 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 figure out what it is you're not liking and, and cha- make a change and get through it. So you really can. And and how helpful once in a while to have a friend
0: that can help push you through as well.
1: Yeah. And just to recognize it's every one of us has moments of doubt. I, I, I know every single person that I admire out there is not 100% right. confident every single bit of the time. It They have those moments too.
0: It's true. And that's such a good thing to remember from a human perspective is we all have those moments. And if you need a little reminder of positivity, just go look at Lynn's work.
1: (laughs) I've got, I've got a good positive phrase in there for you (laughs) somewhere. You'll find one. My, my second person is I'm so not unique in this because probably thousands of millions of people would say this, but it's Morgan Harper Nichols. Mm -hmm. And of course, the reason why I love her is because of her words. And um, she captures universal emotions in her poetry that make you feel like she is speaking to you. And that's a gift I and mean, that she does it effort. No, it looks like it's effortlessly. She I'm sure works very hard at it, but that is probably one of the things I'm always trying to get to as well. First off, just the, the bare minimum of what the words are. There's no excess, there's no extras. It's just the bare minimum of the words. And then the, the basic emotion Mm-hmm. that people are gonna really relate to. So I, I feel like she and I are kindred spirits in some ways in some of those things. And I just mm-hmm. I love her. I love what she um, puts out there. She puts out so much positive good good words out there. And she and I met over a person that we mutually admire. So this can be like an extra admiration person, but this is my person I've admired my whole art career and her name is Sister Karita Kent. Oh you know?
0: yes. Oh okay. sister Karita Kent. What an amazing woman.
1: Right. So, you know, she was active in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and her work feels as fresh to me today as as it was back then when it was created. And Morgan and, and I had a conversation about this, and she feels the same way. Just everything about her voice, meaning her creative voice, as well as her actual words, what she used and what she spoke and wrote about, they were just so powerful, so impactful. So I, Goliath- It felt so
0: real, too. So, so- simply direct you know that just right. makes sense visually and mentally
1: exactly and a lot of times when i'm say just getting ready to start a project and i want to get myself going i don't necessarily research all the pe- popular people that i may be following now mm-hmm. i go back and i look at sister creta i look at paul rand i look at alexander gerard i look at the people that i feel like just we're masters at great graphic design. And that is kind of a lot of times what'll get me excited about being a graphic designer.
0: Mm, that's so good. I it is it's those foundational people. And I think Morgan is definitely a foundational p- person. So I will look at her words and think that people are gonna be leaning on that for the rest of their life. I mean, her words are so poignantly appropriate. Yeah. And I know words- I always
1: think I want to, I want to capture some of them. I feel like they're words that could be, you know, you want to give to somebody when they've succeeded in something, they're words that you want to give to somebody when they're at their lowest low and they're, they're needing strength, you know, just, they're, they're just great words. She does such a good job.
0: She does do such a good job. And, and I just, you know, one thing about her, it, it feels like she, she's about creating connection, positive connection. And, um, yeah, that definitely comes through. Oh, that's such a good one. That does. I love how these are fitting different parts of, yeah, you know, of your, of you. It's, it's,
1: it's like the full creative spectrum. So, you know, Terry's the work ethic, the, um, how to stay creative, how to be kind to yourself. Morgan's the, let me give me some good words. Cause that's really what I love to do. And then my last person is color. And, um, this gal's name is Poppy Dodge mm-hmm. and she just does this. She's a painter. And she does these amazing color combinations. And um, I just I think they're so exciting to look at. I she almost makes me want to learn to paint almost, <laughs> but probably not quite. And so we're, you know, we do completely different kinds of work, but what she does is such great exploration. She uses a sense of play, a sense of scale and composition. And so those are the things that I think I just every time I look at them, I I just I feel happy and and I love that. I loved it. I hadn't
0: um, I wasn't familiar with her before you mentioned her and I, and I did a little research before we, we spoke, but oh my gosh, her color combinations are so enticing and just delicious. And I, I was looking and I was like, I'm like, what does, she, what do you lay down first? And I, I just like wondered what com- comes into her mind as she kind of zeros in on what this whole multiple color piece is going to be. They're, they're really fantastic.
1: Yeah. I would like to take a class from her actually. Um, Mm -hmm. that would be fun. Those are the things. Okay. So those are my three. That's basically the three. Those are the three parts of me. My, my, my creative me.
0: So good. That that's such a, those are good parts. I love that. I just, I just love, I just, again, the strength of your words and how they come across and visually how they come across. It's, it's a combination that takes them so much further. I feel when I look at them. So I just, I thank you for, for the hours and hours of practice and work and creativity that you put into it because it's a gift to the rest of us. And I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you. I'm, I'm so glad to know that as I'm sending these little pieces and words out there that, um, that people are seeing them and you're seeing them and, and, and feeling like they make you feel good. They do for sure. Keep it up. I'm trying. I'm trying to carve out time for me. That's the time is the biggest thing. Yeah, it is. There's
0: always a project, but we, I can't wait till those books are in the world too. You'll uh, have to keep me posted.
1: I will definitely be saying lots of things on my Instagram because it's such a, that's it's the big deal for me that I got a chance to do them.
0: Yeah, that's great. We'll keep an eye out. Well, thanks for being here today so much. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. I love talking with you. Good.
0: Well, we'll have to do it again. I'm, I'm here. Cool. Thanks, Lynn. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to, and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.